Hello, humans! It's Rob here with Not A Robot Podcast, DC Comics Review Show number 129. This is the world's greatest comic show about the world's greatest superheroes, and with me, as always, is Josh. Hi, diddly-ho, neighbors. Oh, Josh Flanders, how are you? (laughs) So I did not mention last week, but if you have not noticed, which I don't know how you couldn't, it's pretty obvious, Brandon has not been here. He's off being a pretty awesome musician. I I won't spoil any surprises that he may have to bring to us next week, because that is his news to tell, but he is busy doing something I think is quite special. And he has told me he will be back next week, uh, so stay tuned for that. Look forward to hearing from him. But beyond that, if you ever want to get in touch with us, you know what you got to do. You send us an email to comics at notarobotpodcast.com, and you can get us on Twitter too at notarobotcomics, and Instagram as well at narcomicbooks. And if you feel like supporting us, feel free to visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash narpodcasts, where you can also get access to our very own Discord server. And with some support on Buy Me A Coffee, you can get your way in there to talk things all talk all things geek with us and other fans. Uh, it actually has been pretty quiet this week, but we did have a deep discussion about chip flavors. That's been going all week. <laughs> and I don't care yes. what y'all say, pickle chips are gross. <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 completely on board with you kind, sir. Oh, I thought you did like pickle chips. I thought you were. I thought it was the only one anti-pickle chips. Okay, good. Oh, good. No, someone's (laughs) in my corner. Finally, absolutely, man. But I will only accept you in my corner if you one day try cheese and onion chips. I well, you know, those are only a Canadian thing, as far as I could tell. I've lived. Oh, they 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 are British as well. Well, British. They, They're not yeah, in the yeah. states. And, yeah, you know, that's where you I buy my potato probably chips. Probably will never have them in the U.S. unless you order them from Canada or Great Britain. If you're gonna get cheese and onion, though, Walkers has the best. And for any U.K. listeners out there, yes, that's right. I said Walkers is the best. <laughs> Remember, I'm from Canada. My chip selection for U.K. is very limited, but I really like Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> to hear first folks yeah. so as for today's books we are looking at i am batman number 17 batman incorporated number four lazarus planet alpha number one one shot uh flash number 790 wonder woman number 795 and wildcats number zero three as well as a few honorable mentions as is the case but before we get into that, let's get into some news. What's going on in your neck of the woods there, Josh? Oh, not a whole lot, actually. Um, I, 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 my great news this week is I, I, I got my foot brace, so I'm not tripping around things anymore. That's about it, man. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> just, just been busy and uh, just a normal week. Just Fair a normal enough. week been reading anything interesting outside of the week's books i have i have started rereading all of the witcher novels and i'm about oh yeah uh, right. third maybe closer to a half of the half half of the first book done but uh nice. such good stories man 
Yeah. yeah I haven't got to do it these. myself. I'm going to reread these and then I'm going to uh, then I'm going to reread the graphic novels. You've never you haven't gotten into it. No, I honestly I have issues with novels. Like I I like reading novels, but my mind wanders too much. And I'll always get halfway through a book and I just get distracted with something else and forget about it. It's oh, happened no. <laughs> too many times. So <laughs> I have too, like a lot of novels half finished and I just I don't even know where they are anymore. <laughs> so it's it's a struggle to read a book for me. As much as I enjoy it. I I've but the amount of books I've started compared to the amount of books I've finished, uh, I've maybe... I could count on both hands, like on two hands, the amount of books I've finished. And that includes all the Harry Potter books. <laughs> that includes all the Harry Potter books, yeah. which there's what? There's seven? Seven, yeah. Seven of them. Yeah. Um, and then there's even more novels I just have finished, which is a shame because they were all really good. <laughs> But that's why I read You're comics. They're easier to digest. Stories, I know. Yes, that is true. That is true. And speaking of that, like I, I've also gotten started. I think I mentioned last week, got started on my uh, read through of every Green Lantern comic, starting with the Silver Age, and I am thirteen issues deep. I'm on to, I think it was now nineteen sixty two, if I remember correctly, with Green Lantern number ten. I'm on to. Where we've already right. met Tomar Ray, we've met Sinestro and the Guardians, we've met obviously Carol, uh, we've met Tom Kamaku. Uh, there's been a bunch of random villains. I don't think we've met anyone major yet besides Sinestro in terms of villains that I remember. Oh, the Weaponers of Quard. They've had a big section in the in the first uh, dozen issues or so so far. That's been fun. The Silver Age was a ride, man. <laughs> I don't know how many Silver Age comics you've read, but holy crap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they are I mean, fun. Quite, quite a few back in the day. Quite a few. They're back not in without the day. their problems, of course, compared to the to, to today's standards. Like, there was oh, an issue well, how Jordan yeah. <laughs> was transported to the, the year 3900 AD, and um, his memory was erased because of the time travel so the only way they could get him to acclimate to the year 3900 was by the head scientists uh and i quote attractive secretary to hit on him and force him to stay <laughs> and that's that's seems very 1960s <laughs> that, w- that uh, does not fly in today's standards <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, and yeah. I mean, Mad Men was a Mad Men was a great show and all, but yeah. <laughs> Apart from the the, the problematic stuff, though, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. Bit of a thrill ride. And it's That's crazy awesome, the amount man. of things that the ring can do <laughs> that have just been forgotten to time. Like oh, turn everyone I can only invisible. Imagine. Oh god! Like like what? turn people invisible and make copies of yourself and read minds and what else like make magnetic waves or some shit like that it was crazy stuff oh my favorite my favorite is Sinestro trapped him in a yellow 
ring cage, ring energy made of yellow uh, when Hal was Green Lantern. And he didn't have his ring, so he didn't, even if he did have his ring, it wouldn't work because the cage was yellow. But he was stuck there. So eventually he came up with a bright idea is yellow is only uh, a problem for Green Lantern. So if I change into Hal Jordan, I could just walk right through these bars. And he does just that for no fucking reason. <laughs> I thought that was That's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> that, that there is 100% amazing writing. Hal Jordan's not weak to yellow. Only Green Lantern is. <laughs> Damn right. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh man. that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was a great issue. Uh, okay, so as for uh, comic book news, I've got one thing as well as a cinematic news. Um, oh. Starting the comics world, Mark Wade has been hinting uh, that he has more books coming from DC. Uh, unannounced books so there there is he's not gone into how many he hasn't said anything else about it just that there is an otherwise when it comes to listing the books he's writing this this year uh, so there is potentially more to come from mark wade in dc that we do not know about which is very exciting especially considering we only really know books coming out up until what may april something like that and there's promise of a lot more coming in the latter half of the year so i'm expecting a lot of stuff for mark wade it's great to have him writing at dc right now <laughs> i'm excited for it i am too i mean there's i had some issues with some of his issues of world's finest um but but so far so good for the most part i'm digging it and uh I do got faith in the guy. He's been doing it a real long time, and uh, he's he he is you know he's definitely in my top ten of all time. So uh, I'm 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 looking forward to see what he's got in store for the DC universe for sure. Same here. I mean that last issue of World's Finest kind of blew my mind. So I'm I'm ready for more. I'm curious to see what he's got. So while that is exciting, I have something that uh, might pop your excitement bubble, Josh. Ooh. Yeah, Greg Berlanti <laughs> has oh, signed no. uh, yet another four-year deal with WBTV, putting him there in contract until 2027. So uh, there will be more Berlanti stuff coming in terms of Warner Brothers Television. And considering his track record so far, most likely DC properties. This is a very disturbing development. Yes. So maybe I should have started with that and then followed up with Mark Wade. <laughs> maybe that would have been better. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I'm not against everything Greg Berlanti has made, but he's he's definitely made some less than stellar things as well. But I, I, I don't want to put the blame solely on him. Uh, there there were some shows where he broke off from others that when they started out were pretty good. I think the showrunners that took over after him kind of left it in the water. So we'll see where it goes. Well, yeah, we'll see where it goes, I suppose. But, I mean, honestly, do you know why I think none of his shows are ever done in front of a live studio audience? 
because that's a old and dated practice. <laughs> that works too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dated. You shut up. <laughs> hey, that I can tell you is a dated practice because the last show that did it. Well, I mean, I think there's still some shows that do it, but did it popularly was Big Bang Theory, and that eventually flopped hard. Take that back. What? No. I said take that back. <laughs> it did more damage to geek culture than it helped. IT Crowd is the far superior geek show. So, wait, you... Wait, what? The the IT crowd is the far superior geek show. And Big Bang Theory did more damage to geek culture than it helped. I don't know about all that. It was enjoyable. I, I will, I will I prove it to you. I will bring this jokes. to the movies and TV discussion. Folks, you heard it here first. Join us and you will be part of this discussion because there's going to be a fight. <laughs> It will probably span various channels on Discord, and Josh and I are going to have it out about Big Bang Theory and if it's actually good or actually bad. So if you want to be a part of this conversation, you join us on Discord. <laughs> yeah, because he seems pretty confident I might need the backup. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I suspect there will not be much backup in our network. I have a funny feeling. But I've been proven wrong before, I mean, and I've been it's, the it's the solo voice bit. many times. <laughs> like, the first few seasons were fun, but I think after a while, it leaned way too hard on just making fun of the lead characters. And I had this feeling, as well as other people I see online had the same feeling. Eventually, it instead of us laughing with it, it instead was laughing about us so it's it was kind of it just i never took i never took any odd. offense to it i never yeah. took any offense not, to not it. that i was offended by anything like, it just IT felt like, or, like it was Silicon pushing geeks totally different kinds of negative shows, light yeah. oh yeah yeah definitely is but in terms of a show that you know glor excuse me glorifies greek uh greek geek culture uh i think those two are far superior in that stage. Now, we'll bring it to the group. We'll bring it to the group. We'll see what happens. I I do love a good debate. We shall see, kind sir. <laughs> we shall see. And I was itching for one yesterday because uh, I, I got into a little debate on the DC Comics subreddit, but then it kind of just stopped because the guy stopped replying. So, <laughs> And I was oh, yeah, ready to go, and I had nowhere to put that energy, so I am it's ready like, for I this. every single fucking tank I had to this fight. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good old Reddit debates. Oh, yeah. Fun stuff. Well, with that, I think we should move our way into the books. What do you think? I think that's not a bad idea at all. Uh, before we jump into the big ones, the ones that didn't make it onto the show, 
but might be good are the following. We got Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo number three. I didn't get a chance to read this. I, of course, will, as I always do. Um, the Adventures Continue season three number one. I, I read the first two seasons, and if you enjoyed those, you will enjoy this. It's pretty good. Batman yeah, Urban Legends. Also, um, also pretty enjoyable this week. And Dangerous Street number two, while still not an impressive book to me, is better than than number one was. Uh, oh, uh, Human Target number 10 came out. It's almost done. There's 12 issues in this series. And uh, I haven't gotten a chance to read that one yet, but the, the it's been so up and down. Like, I'll read it. One issue will be super great, and then I'll get two or three in a row that I, f I feel is just total turd. But those are the honorable mentions, Rob. That's all I've got this week. Right on. I, I can't wait for Human Target to finish so I can just start reading it. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. I want to read that in a collection and not issue by issue. And I feel that way strictly because of Rorschach. Because I, I caught up to you guys and I binged the first six issues and I thought it was fantastic and then it just fell apart after that when I was reading a monthly so that's my theory Tom King is better in a collected edition and not month by month but we'll see if I'm right I hope so that wasn't because it, it, it was released monthly though it was because the book the book sucked the story <laughs> fell apart yeah that's what happened there. I mean, that, that's most likely true as well. But, <laughs> but I want to test my theory, and we'll see if I'm right. We shall. Yeah. I, I can tell you for one thing, though. Like if When I do get to read in a collection, it will not be very quick. Unlike these next section, uh, which are which is the quick bites. And we're going to get right into that with I Am Batman number 17. And Mr. Josh is going to tell us all about that. I will, but before I even mention the credits, this is just pop-off awesome. That cover is sick and deserves massive attention. Mm -hmm. The book was written by John Ridley with art from Christian Deuce. Uh, Ducey, du Ducey. I get told this all the time and I can never remember. Christian Deuce, Eduardo Pansica, and Julio Fiera with colors by Rex Locus and letters from Troy Pateri. And that badass cover came from Deuce and Locus. So way to go, guys. Uh, thanks to the moral authority, the whole world knows that Lucius had an affair and a kid from it who happens to be Jace. His birth mom, uh, Lena Coy, has been kidnapped by the moral authority and Jace is messed up. Uh, Tiff steps up, meets with Val, and convinces him to help her while no one knows where Jace is. Uh, don't call her a psychic, by the way. Of course. Uh, he shows up just in time, Jace that is, and the two of them take on the army that is the moral authority. He gets asked how long he can fight when he doesn't believe in what he's fighting for. The Batman and not sidekick get captured because he realizes he can't. They are right about to be executed when someone shows up and throws a smoke grenade. That someone happens to be Hadia as the question. she's going by nobody which i thought was very interesting compared to the other nobodies we've had <laughs> yeah exactly well nobody yeah 
So uh, this was this was a really good issue. They didn't focus too long on the personal stuff, but you know that it's not over yet. Yeah. And their introduction of the new nobody, as I am assuming that this is a hand-me-down from Renee Montoya. Um, I'm assuming that's why she made the the visit to uh, New York to begin with. But I that's did that's did the feeling Renee that even meet Hadia? Because I don't remember. Not that I'm aware of, but that yeah. doesn't mean it didn't happen. That's fair. We could get shown that in a uh, flashback. Which That's very true. Honestly, seems pretty likely. Um, the introduction of the 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 new question, so cool. Um, I do. I can't wait to see what how how that happened. And of course, as always, every single issue, the art is out of this world. It is grade A stuff. The whole book, uh, this one especially, I gave it a nine out of ten. Man, I had a lot of fun with it. Right on. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I, I really enjoyed that twist at the end with Idea coming out uh, in her own superhero persona. <clears throat> but it does seem a little way out of left field, though, because there was no um, lead up to it. There was no, uh, what's the dang word, uh, foreshadowing, which not necessarily you need that, but it's, it just kind of threw me for a loop, which I think is a, it's a very nice surprise. I just would have expected it to be telegraphed a bit better. She never showed any signs of combat training. Like I said, I don't think she she's even met Renee. Um, and I, I said, like, I think it's a very interesting choice to have, uh, have her called Nobody, because there's already been two Nobodies in the Batman world already. Uh, I'm very curious to see how this ends. I believe next issue is the last one, if not number 19. So I'll, I'm very curious to see how this goes. Yeah, and I, I think... Definitely, Lucius has gone way too far this time and just put that stick in the family a little too deep. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where that family drama is going to end up because I don't okay, think it's right. going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, I gave this an 8.75 out of 10. Solid issue for a solid book. Hell yeah. Hell and from one Batman to a whole slew of Batmans, we're going to Batman Incorporated number four, which was written by Ed Brisson with art from John Timms, colors from Rex Locus, and letters from Clayton Cowles. In this issue, we do see more of the Batman Inc. team going up against Phantom One's various members in his team, who turn out to be... Uh, various people that Lex had experimented on. So you have a team of international Batman versus a team of international Lex Luthor experiments. Oh boy. Spoiler alert, they all lose. Uh, so Ghostmaker is hunting down Clown Hunter and is tracking him on the tracking device, uh, which leads him back to HQ, but instead is ambushed and is finally now face-to-face -face with Phantom One with Clown Hunter at Phantom One's side. So I am enjoying this book as it is, but I was honestly kind of hoping for more from this book besides what it is, I think, essentially a glorified Ghostmaker title. But I suppose it was inevitable with Ghostmaker in the lead. Uh, and this is the first arc 
So I am hoping after this we get to see more of other members of the teams, missions from their respective homelands, etc., stuff like that. You know, let the other characters take a spotlight because this isn't a book called Ghostmaker. This is a book called Batman Inc. And I think that should incorporate the entire team. Um, maybe yeah, get this started with with Ghostmaker and Phantom One. But I'm I'm honestly more invested in like Jiro. I'm, I'm invested in Knight. I, I'm invested in all these other characters, and I'm not really getting much about them apart from no, dealing with Ghostmaker's history. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Just so. them complaining about Ghostmaker getting yeah. their asses kicked. Will Batman you know, of Japan they're, ever they're get not... a new name? Yeah, who knows? I want to see that. <laughs> uh, I, I still enjoyed it, though. I'm still enjoying the book. I just hope to see in the future more of the other character stories. So this month, I gave an eight out of ten. The art is really solid, too, I think. Well, um... So, Alright, so... Basically, what the hell? Here, Ghostmaker is given a whole team of Batman to run, and all he can do is drag his personal problems into it. Come on, man. I thought he was a professional. It... Um... All, all jokes aside, though, it, it is a pretty crazy story, and it makes me wonder what's in the future for Ghostmaker. Um, does he even have one? What about Phantom One and Clown Hunter? So, I feel like somebody's going to die here because he's not going to end up with two uh, Robins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I can't help but wonder if this is just a just a Ghostmaker book. You know what I mean? If 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 is that all we're gonna get in in this? I is, hope so. is Ghostmaker stories, or are we gonna actually get Batman Inc. stories? Um, the art is great, and for as nuts as the issue is, what happens in it, it it is written and drawn incredibly well, and it does make for a hell of a story even though I'm not exactly sure why this isn't in a Ghost Hunter series instead. Um, I am I am very curious, however, how this one ends. Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. We are on the same track record so far, sir. I like it. So far, so far. Yeah. Uh, we'll see with this next one, because now we're shining our spotlight into our one shot of the week and that is Lazarus Planet Alpha number one which is written by Mark Wade with and I will say it right now fucking gorgeous art from Ricardo Federici colors from Brad Anderson letters from Steve Wands and a very nice cover from David Marquez and Alejandro Sanchez so this picks up kind of where uh, Batman versus Robin number four left off (coughs) excuse me where Robin, Talia, Batman, and Black Alice are flying through the sky in a plane, uh, but the world has been uh, engulfed in extreme weather due to the Lazarus volcano exploding thanks to the battle they had with the Devil Neza and King Fireball. Batman King Fireball. is still... <laughs> what a name. Uh, Batman is still very much out of commission, but they head as quickly as they can to the Hall of Justice... Uh, yet there is, <coughs> excuse me, a bit of a lightning storm which ceases. That's rude. 
which which uh, ceases technology from working, including the plane they are on. So Robin tries to get a controlled glide into the side of the Hall of Justice. That building just cannot catch a break. It faces destruction on a regular basis. It's worse than regular Titan's Tower. Basis. It's bad. Yeah, like make it out of like I don't know. I was going to say adamantium for a second. Something indestructible, <laughs> because I, I know I, I stopped myself because adamantium is not in this world. Unless it's the amalgam world. And it's out there uh, now, thanks to Mark Wade. <laughs> uh, what if we made it out of a yellow cage? But then only Hal Jordan can enter. <laughs> oh, Silver Age comic. Oh man, that was so dumb. I love it. <laughs> well, at the Hall of Justice, when the plane crashes into it, is a, a host of heroes, <clears throat> including uh, Kara Zor-El, Supergirl, um, Captain Marvel, yeah, the current Captain Marvel, which is Mary, uh, Blue Beetle, which is Jaime Reyes, Shazam, not Captain yeah. Marvel. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Whoops. I was reading something about like when Billy Batson first showed up in DC before we started recording, and it said, now presenting the original Captain Marvel. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, that got stuck in my head. <laughs> yes, the current Shazam, Mary. Um, uh, the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, Cyborg. Uh, wait. Uh, oh, I got confused. Uh, I thought Mary was at the top. I don't know who that is. Um, Monkey Prince, Blue Devil, and Power Girl. Uh, and together they go in and try to figure out what happened. Zatanna was the other one. My mistake. Uh, so Robin is addressing them all uh, and trying to figure out what's going on and making a plan. Dealing with the heroes he has in front of him, he formulates a plan that best suits their skill set and what they have to accomplish. As everyone looks to Batman, Batman says, listen to my son, he knows what he's doing. So he does this, uh, comes up with this uh, immense plan to bring uh, down <clears throat> this storm and regain as much magic as possible, splitting them into two teams, which includes on one team, Blue Beetle, Cyborg, Shazam, Zatanna, and Power Girl to head to the Tower of Fate and retrieve the magical artifacts that were drained of power and promptly discarded inside the tower. Meanwhile, Supergirl, Blue Devil, Batman, and Robin are headed up, or sorry, Talia and Batman are headed towards uh, where the, the last known location of the Devil Nessa and try to figure out what to do with him uh, and see if maybe he is still alive and what he could potentially do to help prevent this catastrophe and bring down King Firebolt. Monkey Prince, uh, while is known to Robin, is a bit of an anomaly still, so he is asked to stay at the Hall of Justice where Rob with Robin, where he will be uh, running uh, comms and whatnot. So the two teams split up and at the uh, Tower of Fate, the resident magicians and the uh, Power Girl, the resident Kryptonian on the team, are having trouble getting in. And while Cyborg and Blue Beetle discuss how both their tech 
is alien, maybe it has a good chance against magic. And as they blast their way in, they are instead attacked from the other side, where uh, Silverhorn King is inside, protecting the tower and the uh, artifacts inside. A fight ensues with various magical beasts, uh, and they do eventually take him down. We will see what happened after that as the other team in the Himalayas come across none other than the Golden Horn King, and they have a fight ensuing as well, where Blue Devil is taking point and Supergirl joins him, while Batman and Talia head off into the temple to find the Devil Nessa uh, on his back, basically still injured, but also fighting Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy, of all people. Uh, Monkey Prince uh, then, meanwhile, finds Black Alice in the Hall of Justice and tries to just have a conversation with her and get to know her. And eventually, while she is quiet, opens up to him, and then they sit and have a nice little chat, potentially as future friends. Over at the Tower of Fate, the team is successful in taking down Silverhorn King. And inside are all the magical artifacts and then uh, with the help of Zatanna they reactivate them or it's not not to the help of Zatanna with the help of Shazam I keep getting them confused they, they reactivate all the artifacts spring full of magic and uh, a magical fighting chance arrives where you see a whole army of magical beings including Ragman Phantom Stranger uh, there's all sorts of people here, and one of my favorites, and not just because he's a Green Lantern, but because they're counting him as a magical being, Alan Scott, because he is not counted as a magical being enough in my in my mind. That's all he should be counted as. Realistically, yeah. So Supergirl and Blue Devil, meanwhile, have taken down the Golden Horn King and joined the team inside the Himalayan Temple, where the Devil Nessa is being attacked by the plant powered people as uh poison ivy explains to batman they came here to look for him after they realized the lazarus russian was falling from the sky uh they knew that it had something to do with rachel ghoul because he was also an eco terrorist and they that he had consulted with poison ivy on more than one occasion about certain plans and machinations so she got a hold of uh swamp thing and since it is attacking his domain in the green, they work together to bring down the Devil Nessa and are almost successful until Power Girl arrives and just starts wrecking his shit. Uh, Blue Devil helps out and brings him to his knees where they get to discuss, uh, begin to discuss uh, what is going to happen next as Batman is entangled in some kind of black mist and turns a little demonic. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Robin is running comms and instead is attacked by King Fireball. And you will find out what King happens Fireball. to Damien next in a few, uh, I think, one month in Lazarus Planet Omega, where the next issue in this little event will be... Uh, I don't remember what the next one is. <laughs> I think it's Assault on Krypton. I think it's next week. Okay. But there will be a series of one-shots with this story. It, I think it's quite interesting so far. Um, 
I already said the art is just wonderful. I think it made reading this a delight. Uh, and while the story is good too, it's just not as good as the art because uh, the art's freaking gorgeous. <laughs> um, I'm I'm, in, I'm into the story though. It's tying into what I think is a, a sleeper hit of last year with Monkey Prince. Um, I'm happy to see Power Girl back again, and actually working with book. Supergirl, you get both Karas involved. I think is a very nice touch. Uh, Zatanna is back in full force fighting the magic fight. I'm all for that. Blue Devil, hell yeah. I, it's, this is kind of hitting all points at one time. That You got your obscure classic characters. You got your, your fun characters you haven't seen in a while. You got your new exciting characters. And they're all working together for one common goal. You got your Sentinels of Magic. That's what you got. Yes. Yes, son. So I, I'm a, I'm all about this event right now. I was kind of on the fence going into it, but I like it. I like it so far. Uh, so 8.75 out of 10. I'm curious to see how this is going to end and, and where all these teases will take us with these new abilities and characters to come forward. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, but before I even say another word, I'm with uh, Ricardo Federici's uh, pencils, inks. Uh, they're fucking amazing. They're, I mean, they're yeah. just flat out amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. The first part was far better than I thought it was going to be. At least the setup makes it seem like it's going to be a really good story. I was, I had less than high expectations for this story. Uh, oh yeah. But with with even with all these people from all these different areas of the DC universe seemingly making up to me looking like what could be a new version of the Sentinels of Magic, just saying. But they are all connected somehow, and the art again is just chef's kiss. I'm I'm all in on this issue. Um, the second part, though a drastically different story, was fun to read. A little monkey prince fleshing out the history. I liked it, man. The whole darn thing. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Right on. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, I think. So, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, with that is our spotlight section for the week. And with that, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with Not a Robot. I know that did not hurt too much. Or at all. I don't know. Maybe your volume's too loud and it hurt your ears. But if it did, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so loud. So, so very sorry. Yes. Maybe just turn the volume down a stitch, but not so low that you can't hear us because we got more reviews coming at you and we're getting into our full dive books, starting with none other than Wildcats number three, where this was written by Matthew Rosenberg with art from Steven Segovia. Colors from Elmer Santos and letters from Farron Delgado. Uh, So the team is uh, (laughs) deep in combat against some helicopters, but that is actually a look to the future. Where earlier in the day we pick up where we left off in the last issue, and the new Seven Soldiers of Victory has been unveiled uh, while the Wildcats are left in the wings uh, looking at this new team. And as we meet them, we see Threshold, Majestic, uh, Andromash, 
and, and I don't know how to pronounce that. Andromash, uh, Maul, Mother One, uh, Agent Wax, and the man known only as Pike, and various members of Wild of the Wildcats have connections to a lot of these characters. Um, yeah, more interestingly, I think to me is Pike having a big connection with Grifter which leads to a bit of a brawl backstage where the two uh, start to really give it to each other uh, and instead get broken up by Maul and are told to just take a breather. Um, Yet Grifter is actually kind of fired, but not really. He is on leave because of all the shit that he's caused and the fight he just started. Which wasn't really... I don't think he really started it, but that's not really up to me to decide. Clearly, they have some history, him and Pike, and maybe it was just destined to happen. So, Grifter is on the outs right now, and the rest of the team are on a small mission to go find uh, what they eventually find out is a child. Uh, And apparently, this child is the key to the safety of the world. If this child dies, uh, shit's gonna go down and the world may end. So they need to protect this child with their lives. Not good. Not good at all. Grifter, meanwhile, has decided to go uh, pay a visit to a very rich man in his penthouse while he sleeps and wakes him up by, um, I was going to say light a cigarette, by uh, putting out a cigarette on his open palm, (laughs) burning it and making him wake up in a lot of pain. Uh, so Good he times. he uh, begins to interrogate him and swiftly takes care of the security that barges into the bedroom by setting him flying out the window in true grifter fashion. Uh, meanwhile, the team is trying to extract the child, but is being attacked by a helicopter. Uh, I assume this helicopter is piloted by members of the people that of the group that were holding the child hostage. So they are trying to take cover, yet a tank arrives with other soldiers, and they're kind of pinned down. They're asking for help, and hopefully they will get it soon. Uh, Meanwhile, Grifter is holding this rich guy out the window, uh, trying to figure out if this man is part of, as Grifter describes it, a weird bird sex cult, otherwise known as the Court of Owls. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah. So Grifter is, is very adamant that he is in the Court of Owls and is holding him out the window trying to get information uh, until, while with this man is adamant he is not in the Court of Owls and has no idea what it is, until a Talon walks in the bedroom and Grifter goes, holy shit, I was right! And lets the guy fall yeah, out the right. window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Grifter and the Talon begin to fight. Excuse me, they... I, no, they don't fall out the window. I thought, honestly, I thought they fell out the window until I was looking at it right now. They're still inside the penthouse. Um, yep. They begin to fight, uh, but Grifter is being uh, talked to on his comm. Um, I'll be honest, I don't. I think it's Lady Tron on, on comms, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, she's trying to get him to go be their backup, and he says, no, I'm on leave. I'm busy right now. I'm doing something, and... Uh, instead, he just gets teleported to <laughs> uh, the battleground that he is needed at. Uh, and yet, 47 minutes later, uh, he arrives, ready to go, and he has a plan. And he opens up with, you all know there's a bunch of tanks out there, right? 
So <laughs> he, he promptly walks off, uh, takes, um, I, I'd be honest, I don't remember everyone's name because they're not really mentioned a lot in this issue, <laughs> but takes uh, the youngest oh. member with him, uh, the one that grows. Death Blow, Zealot, Caitlin Fairchild, and the kidnapped kid is Charlie Walsh. Thank you very much. I, I think the, the the redhead is Fairchild, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the little girl. Okay, yes. Yep. I did not read a lot of Wildcats when I was young, so <laughs> I am not as well versed on these characters as I like to admit. But I, you, I you, really, you missed, really enjoyed this. Out, man. I was like seven. <laughs> I, know, I know. I wasn't allowed to read Wildcats. <laughs> um, yeah, so they head up to the rooftop where Fairchild grabs Grifter. Uh, gets really strong and throws him head first into one of the helicopters where he flies guns blazing, uh, gets onto the, the side, makes his way in, kills a couple of guys, takes out the pilot, and borrows the helicopter. To which uh, the members on the ground are like, does it annoy you that he's actually really good at this stuff because it annoys me? Which is a fair point because <laughs> he's an annoying guy. So now they're, they got a helicopter... And they're making their way out of Dodge as fast as they can. But other attack helicopters are hot on their tail. Uh, meanwhile, they're trying to get within a range that Lady Tron can teleport them out. But it's taking a while to get there. Uh, and yet, one of these hack helicopters gets a good few hits on the helicopter they are, pilot or the, they are flying in. Uh, and it is going down. There is only one parachute... Fairchild says she can survive the jump, so she jumps. Uh, I, I know you just said the names, but I don't remember the name. <laughs> One of the members, not Zealous, um, says, like, the... With the pain on their face? Yeah. Deathblow. Deathblow, thank you. <laughs> uh, Deathblow volunteers stick around because uh, she, or they will respawn, uh, and Zealous... This is where I got a little confused. I was never sure if it was Grifter or Zealot that took the parachute, but I think it was Zealot that took the parachute, and Grifter just jumps out of the plane, uh, seemingly with no plan. Uh, meanwhile, they have That's reached how he safe do it. distance. Yeah, but what the hell was he going to do? <laughs> Whatever Grifter does. <laughs> um, that's so... the question. That's that's what, what I love about what this. Is, the answer is always whatever Grifter does, but the the question is what does Grifter do, and yeah. nobody fucking knows. At least knows how. Yeah. Um, with that, they have reached a safe enough distance where Lady Tron can begin to teleport them out. Zealot and the child are gone. Uh, Deathblow is gone, and as. Uh, Grifter is falling and shooting at the helicopters with his pistols. Um, Fairchild also gets teleported away. Uh, and yet, Lady Tron stops talking to Grifter <laughs> and does not teleport him away and leaves him Oof. just falling to the ground where he just finishes off with, I knew I should have taken that parachute. Yeah, Cole, you probably should have. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, damn, this is a fun one. I'm I'm really hoping this goes beyond... Uh, I'm not going to call it a mini, but it is, I believe, still being billed as a limited series, which I think is a shame, because this is one that really should just 
be ongoing. The art is great. The story is great. Honestly, what is not to love? Check it out. It's, I, I want to call it a sleeper hit as well. Um, but I, I don't really want to say it's a sleeper hit. I think it's just a hit because <laughs> I think it, people are raving about this book. So just DC, keep this one going. It's solid. Check this one out if you haven't. If you're one of the few people that have not checked this out yet, check it out. 9.25 out of 10. Solid. 100%. Um, I, 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 the action was fucking awesome. Uh, you know, of course, you're always wondering what's going to happen with Grifter. I don't know, man. Um, Wildcats continues to be a book that I definitely don't want as just a limited fucking series. It's such a fun title. It's got fun characters, awesome dynamic between those characters. I love it. I love the art inside. This issue is great. I love... I, I, I'm just... I wish it would keep going. Uh, yeah. Enough said. 9.25 out of 10. Right there. Same score. Wait, what did you score Lazarus Planet Alpha? Uh, three. No, I'm just kidding. An 8.5. <laughs> 8 8.5. Okay, we're pretty close. We're still kind of on the same track here. And <laughs> I'm very curious to see if we're on the same track in this next issue, which is Wonder Woman. And Josh is going to fill us in on that little title. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally am. Um, turns out that uh, Josh had the order of his books wrong, so he's gonna oh. have to give me just a minute here, and I will pull that up for you. Let's go look at my trusty Wait, issue the, of Wonder Woman. What order did you have it in? <laughs> uh, I did Wildcats and Flash, and you did Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Well, I can jump right into Flash if you want. No, that is fine, my man. That is fine. We are with Wonder Woman. Um, the usual culprits behind it. Uh, Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan. Amonke Nwalpin on art with Tamara Bonvalain on colors. With uh, Pat Brazil as, uh, as the letterer in this issue. So... We saw the, oh, well, I, what we were really hoping was the end of Psychic Milk ended up not really being the end of Psychic Milk because the fucking Psychic Milk got mentioned again. Um, hopefully <laughs> psychic Milk it, will never die. <laughs> psychic Milk will never die, and that disappoints me. But uh, here we are with Eros's uh, avatar and uh, Diana and Yara Flora there. Of course, they are instantly one to take a problem up with Eros. He's there to fuck everybody up and instill fear in humanity. So they, the gods, that is, uh, get the power that they feel they deserve. Wonder Woman, uh, Diana and Yara are not all of that into that, though. Um, they, they take the golden per perfect and they wrap it around Eros to get him to be honest. And uh, unfortunately, he is. It turns out that Eros, as an avatar on Earth fighting the two Wonder Women, is not the big news. The big news 
is that Hyperion, which is one of the titans of the gods, um, the gods' gods, like OG gods, like don't fucking wake him up, gods. Those gods, one of those, they woke up. Hyperion, a walking mass of demon fire or some such shit. Um, so he's loose in the city. Uh, meanwhile, also in the city are uh, Cheetah, Steve, Etta Candy, and Co. Uh, determining whether or not they are, how, how they're going to go about helping people and what they're going to be spending their time doing now that this giant ass monster is on the loose. Yara and Wonder Woman are, <clears throat> excuse me, are uh, still going at it after Eros breaks out of the rope. Yara thinks that Diana gets killed for a second, but uh, that gets proven otherwise. At the very end of it, Eros ends up getting his ass kicked uh, with Diana and Yara Floor just lauding right over top of him. Um, then it's time for everybody to take on the Titan. It's, uh, it's looking rather grim for our heroes here but uh the the the, the fun part here is that uh Yarflor gets to bust Eros's head open the downside of that is he he comes pretty much right back shoots an arrow and it zips around and what we think is going to be he that at least for me what I thought what was going to happen was Yara Floor was going to get shot by the arrow or Diana. One of the two, that's the impression I've got. But instead, we see the arrow zipping around. And, and some monologue about how true love never dies. And then some a, a little bit more exposition about true love. And then on the very last page, everyone on Earth is in love with Diana. Next issue, The Love Bomb. For the love of Pete, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> I was all about this issue while I was reading it, man. The dialogue was good. The story finally in full swing away from the incredibly ridiculous storylines. Talking chipmunks, psychic milk almost. Um, even... I even thought to myself, right on, now this is a Wonder Woman story. And then we get to the Everyone Loves Diana setup. Despite how great the art looked, the last page was just a very big letdown. You almost had me, Conrad and Clunin. You almost had me. But one page ruined the whole darn thing. 6.75 out of 10. Oof. <laughs> Still kind of close. I think we're within a point of each other. Uh, so this is definitely a more interesting story arc than what we've had in the past. But something about the voices just still feel off. Like, I don't I can't quite place it. There's something about it I just don't like. <laughs> and I don't know what it is anymore. Because I'm, I'm kind of into this this arc. I, I kind of like this story so far with uh, with all the gods going on and what whatever the hell of this hair is planning. That's what I'm, I'm saying. That was yeah. great. Yeah, I'm. I'm not against that last page because the the whole uh, everybody hates Diana clearly didn't work. So let's try everybody loves Diana, and that's that's totally up Eros's alley. Like that's his main ability is 
like having people fall in love. So <laughs> let, let's try that. The gods. We're trying to awaken. To, uh, we've yeah. we've got the power and we have released the Titan. Now for love potion number nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it distracts Diana from anything else, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Oh, we'll see how it goes. If anything, it's going to be a minor inconvenience. Because <laughs> it's not like any of those human beings can fly. So, you know. What, yeah, that's uh, true. What's it really going to do? <laughs> uh, maybe nah, that's what nah. it is. It's like the story is almost there for me. It's definitely better. It's just missing a little something, a nice little touch to really bring it a little higher for me. I don't know. It's... Uh, I'm liking the art. I, I'm enjoying the story for what it is. I just wish it was a little, little bit better. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. I'll give this one. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It was there. It was there. Yes. Exactly. Yes. All uh, right. So, uh, we're near the end of our show. Uh, I want to say it was a fast one, but we're at an hour and a half now and I don't think or maybe like an hour uh, I think I had my times wrong maybe it was a little bit faster than I thought so we're going to zip on over with the flash that was a bad transition <laughs> I was trying to connect fast and flash but it just wasn't working so <laughs> you started to doubt yourself man yeah I just I, I didn't I couldn't find the connection it's like I had a, a little one minute war with myself I just I didn't yeah, know how to and do it I mean fucking connections all over the place <laughs> all over the place in this book I know it's insane yeah <laughs> oh yeah so we are here at the flash number 790 part one of the famous one minute war it begins here I am so excited for this alright so right. we open up on the supposed not even supposed the aliens that are attacking the earth and they are none other than the fraction they have a very efficient way of conquering planets uh at which we don't quite know exactly what it is yet but they they basically describe how it uh, uh the planets really don't have much of a fighting chance when they arrive uh and they are in a ship that is shaped very much like an arrow which i think is very interesting especially since the title of the story is Zero Point. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Wally, Linda, and the kids are hosting a little backyard barbecue for various members or uh, various friends of Wally, uh, which I will be honest, I cannot name all of these people because, and I will get into that later, some of them just look too much like other ones. Uh, but I can point out uh, Mr. Terrific is there, I believe Roy is in the background, and Maxine is there as well, uh, and that about ends how many people I could name <laughs> in, in the little backyard barbecue. I don't know who, the, maybe the others are just the scientist friends of Barry. I don't know. Uh, it's really hard to tell. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're hosting a little backyard barbecue, people are having a good time, just talking, uh, until Wally senses something, and so does Irie. Um, Linda begins to sense something, but doesn't quite get uh, enough of a vibe to it. And then everybody looks up, and then we jump over to 
Max Mercury, who is elsewhere and basically writing uh, what sounds like a suicide note, but he's decided uh, his time is done and he's going to race off into the future and just see what uh, you know everything has in store for him. But it's he kind stopped. of sounded like he was going to race and race until he, like he wasn't going to stop running until he could break the speed force barrier. Just from the dialogue, that's like what I picked up. Yeah, but it also like it does feel like it, really it's, sad and goodbye. Yeah, it sounded very somber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't even say goodbye to Bart. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, as he begins his race, he is stopped in his tracks as he questions if there's going to be a future at all because he begins to see an arrow coming through the clouds. Uh, meanwhile, Jesse Quick is in a fight against some kind of lion beast uh, with her husband, Our Man. And uh, as Our Man sends the beast flying towards her, or she is going to hit him with honestly what kind of looks like the Star Rod, uh, is actually probably more a lamp post <laughs> it's really hard to tell something, what that something is along those lines. yeah uh instead he's frozen in time uh and just like kind of suspended in the air uh as jesse realizes everyone is frozen and as she tries to figure out what's happening notices some people are looking at things and looks up into the sky as we then jump over to some criminals running some weapons and as they open the armored truck to show off the goods, none other than Wallace Kid Flash is in the truck already, uh, ready to take them down, yet Impulse arrives and takes them down in two seconds flat, as Wallace gets in Bart's face saying, hey, that was my bust, you can't just come here and take my shit, and what, and, and uh, Bart was like, what, you had your name on it? Like, no get at me so (laughs) um as they begin to have a little squabble they are also interrupted by a giant arrow coming from the clouds and then we jump yet again over to another speedster which you'd think is barry based on the blonde hair and again i will get into this later it's actually jay having a drink at one of his old watering holes and reminiscing about the past and all the friends that he's grown up with uh and he misses them Yet again, time stands still, and his drink only gets halfway to the glass before he realizes that, like all the other speedsters realize, an arrow is coming through the clouds. And then we jump one more time to actually Barry Allen, who is at dinner with Iris, where Iris wants to talk about their relationship. Uh, and Uh-oh, Barry. Just, yeah, you're in the doghouse now, dude. Um, where she it's wants going. To lock and... it down, son. Yeah, man. Sounds like a friend of mine. <laughs> it's just I'm a journalist that worked that for Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's talking to him about how their relationship is going a little slow, despite the fact that they've been together for a very long time. Um, I I don't know when that happened because last time Barry was the lead of this book, they weren't really together. <laughs> but a lot of stuff has happened since then, so we'll just go with it. Um, I, I suppose. That's, yeah. That's, that's gonna be what happens. Yep. Uh, and Iris does compare themselves to Wally and Linda, how they're 
soon having their third kid and they're married, so what's going on with them? Uh, as Iris pulls out a tiny little box and slides it across the table, right when, piss poor timing, Barry senses something, and Iris says, uh, no, Barry, you can't just get away this time, but freezes in time mid-sentence as Barry realizes time is at a standstill, and then hears a loud screech as the arrow lands in, I assume this is Central City, and it begins to basically blow up uh, because it is ground zero and it's a large explosion which if you think about how all the speedsters are seeing this it's happening in like a second Uh, so Barry tries to down mushroom yeah (laughs) and it's (laughs) It's massive (laughs) massive mushroom it it takes up pretty much an entire downtown core not magic yeah, so Barry uh, tries to race Iris away, but is blasted by the shockwave. Wally tries to grab the kids, but is also blasted by the shockwave. Jessie tries to save as many people as she can, but is blasted away by the shockwave, as is Wallace and Bart. And then the ship deploys a wall and uh, kind of just destroys more of the city in the process, <laughs> whatever's left. Uh, and Welcome to the one-minute war has begun, and it turned the arrow-shaped the uh, ship has turned into more of a spire with a base around it. As the culling has begun, as Barry looks for Iris and finds her uh, potentially dead, but I think just unconscious, as he screams out no uh, and crying, which really makes it look like she's dead but as i said she's hopefully probably not all right so damn this is going to be good at least i really hope so uh this first chapter i think was really 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 good uh looks great with the art uh looks great again i will get into that in a minute and feels like a real challenge for the speedsters uh it's it's actually quite interesting how there's this really fast alien invasion and those speedsters while there's a lot of speedsters they're gonna have their work cut out for them so now to my gripe is just how many blonde characters there are like four times throughout the issue i was thinking is this barry it was really hard to tell (laughs) i mentioned that with jay and jay i don't think ever really had blonde hair did he he was brown and then he was gray well i I mean Unless his original like in the forties blonde. might have been blonde, but, right? Yeah, he started out blonde, yeah. But he was never bright yellow blonde like Barry, I think. But yet he's colored this way. And he, it was well, really he see, hard though, to with tell. the with the eight colors that they used, he was like yellow blonde at mm. the time. Fair enough. Either way, the man's in what, his seventies? Yeah. So I'm jealous. <laughs> He should be gray. <laughs> um, he should be gray and should be bald, and he he is neither of those more than I. Yeah, that's sad. At least you're bald on purpose. Oh no, no, <laughs> this is this is not like the rest of it on purpose. The top is definitely not on purpose. <laughs> the, the top is gone. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I, that's that's my one grape with the art. It there's a lot of blonde characters that look the same so it was really hard to tell who anybody was and and normally I, you could pinpoint who people are even outside of costume but 
maybe all those people at the barbecue really were just neighbors and random people that that wally and linda know or maybe they're characters i just forgot about i don't freaking know i do find it interesting that uh maxine baker's there yet potentially buddy isn't <laughs> which i thought was weird unless he was there and again i just didn't recognize him i don't even remember what color hair buddy has I want to say brown. Uh, I want to say white, or not white. Um, I just looked at something on this TV. Uh, I want to say um. Oh man, now I'm. I want to say it's like a light brown. I think you're right. I'm gonna look it up real quick because this bugging me. Uh, oh no it's look blonde. it up it's blonde so maybe he was the blonde guy at the barbecue <laughs> maybe he was there this whole time and i just didn't realize it talking Justice. to michael holt See? uh yeah so apart from that um this ending with iris dying potentially is a little cliche like like you mentioned with wonder woman you you really enjoyed the story until the last page and, and that's kind of how it is with me here like there's a 99% chance she's not dead. Um, right. And maybe a different cliffhanger is in order because reading a lot of online discussion about this issue this week, cause it's a big issue and I was really excited for it. I saw the term fridging Iris thrown around a lot online. <laughs> and I think that seems pretty accurate. Um, which is not that's not cool that's that's not cool at all like iris is is a long-term character and there's a lot of story to go through especially if you're you're bringing up barry and iris potentially getting married we need to somehow get to the tornado twins so (laughs) you can't just kill her off don't do it yeah um which i i believe in jeremy adams i don't think he's he's gonna kill her off that's that doesn't make sense so because of that um just it's a little cliche i I don't think it needed to be done i think you could have left it at a different cliffhanger maybe even a couple of pages suit earlier where that one alien just said uh begin the culling and shit just goes haywire i think that would have been fine so for that it only got unfortunately a nine out of ten instead of a 9.5 <laughs> because of those those minor issues it got docked half a point and is still a very high score <laughs> i loved this issue i thought it was really good but what did you think it was horrible no i'm just kidding dude um <laughs> I didn't see any of it coming. I, I think it's a very interesting concept. It is one that we've definitely spent, seen done before, um, deploying a wall and, and uh, trapping everybody inside. And then the idea of a one-minute war with the Flash is far from a uh, an original story. But throwing these different factors all in together, uh, all of this working the way that they've written it, I... I, I I love it. I'm really curious to see what happens for sure uh, because of how they set it all up. I can't wait for the next part. And just to mention it, because honestly, doesn't need to be at this point in a uh, 
in a Flash comic, but the art is fantastic. Um, I have one question. Oh, uh, I'll get it out of the way. Nine out of ten. I have one question. Um, unless I missed you saying it earlier, can you please? Because it's gone brain fog. Hallelujah. Bye. Um, <laughs> uh, why are is Jesse Quick and Our Man? Is that has that been a thing? Yeah, that's been for a while. I have completely forgotten yeah. about that. Then okay, I, I don't. I don't know how long. I know at least since Jeff Johns JSA when she was going by Liberty Bell, uh, she was with Our Man. Oh, which I think that's right. I think, that's I think right. this Our Man that's why is, is Rick or Rex. Yes, I always is, forget. No, this is Rick. This is Rick. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Rick and Jesse. Yeah. I forgot. Well, all right. Well, yeah, that's what I thought about it. That was the question that I had. I did give it a 9 out of 10. Right on. Yeah, we another rare occasion. I keep saying rare, but it's happening more and more. We're having pretty much the same scores here, dude. <laughs> I like it. I, Except for I, Wonder Woman. I, I liked it just a little bit more than you, I think. Uh, a little but bit. <laughs> it was within a point of our scores so i think i'll count it why not all right so that is our books for the week i think we we finished off with quite the bang there uh, with the flash i think that, that well, well we'll get into uh our top three before i get into what may or may not be the best book of the week uh and with that yeah let's get into our top three so josh you want to start us off there uh, yeah, dude. Uh, it was kind of hard because I, I liked a lot of the books this week. Had the same problem last week. Uh, but this is what I ended up narrowing it down to. Number three, I gave to I Am Batman. I fucking loved it. Number two, I gave to The Flash. Uh, well, I just rant, uh, raved about that. So you got me there. And number one, Wildcats. Uh, I'm going to be so disappointed when this book goes away. Bums me out. Uh, and greed. And it it uh, it also had my favorite moment. Uh, that was when Grifter gets the talent to reveal himself at Halliday's place, and he's outright astounded that he was right. <laughs> that that was my favorite moment this week. Damn it, that was my favorite moment too. <laughs> That's good. Well, hey, that is completely okay. It is a yeah. funny ass moment. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, my top three is is kind of big. Because uh, at number three, honestly, I had BTOS The Adventure Continues Season 3. Because, uh, uh, like you mentioned before, if if you're a fan of the show, you will like it. And I was a fan of the show, and I really like it. <laughs> I, I've enjoyed all three <laughs> seasons so far. And this is no different. Though I did not know it was only going to be seven issues, where I think the other two seasons were ten or twelve issues. So that's kind of uh, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be only seven issues. Uh, you're the one that wrote of too. seven, <laughs> unless unless that was a a typo, uh, kind of left over from the deadly duo. When you wrote unless down the honorable seven. mentions, you wrote the season three one of seven. But maybe, oh, who knows? Well, no. If if I wrote that, that's probably what's going on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, if that is the case, I uh, that's a shame but I will take what I can get because I really like it. Uh, it is, and this is where I say it's, it, this top three is kind of big, it was very closely tied uh, but I uh, with these other two books, but I will put them 
in an honorable fourth place. Lazarus Planet and I Am Batman uh, were tied in terms of score and tied in terms of how much I enjoyed them. Uh, so BTOS The Adventure Continue Season 3 got number three spots. Number two, I had The Flash. And number one, I also had Wildcats because uh, it is fantastic. Uh, and I already said my favorite moment. I can't say I really had another one. <laughs> it was, it was, I, I actually had to struggle to remember that and think of a moment because there wasn't really many standout moments in, in this week, uh, but that definitely was one. Apart from, uh, how, I think how it was crazy. It was that how crazy it was that Tiff just went to Vol and like with three sentences got him going. All right, I'm gonna help this 13 year old girl go fight crime. <laughs> Not just that go was fight crime, but fucking take on the, the 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 moral authority, led by a crazy dude that's got Jace's birth mom as a yeah. as a hostage victim. Three fucking and, sentences done. <laughs> and and Hadia basically did the same thing because she called Vol up and said, "Look, I know everything. Where's Jace?" <laughs> and that was the last thing we saw until she shows up as nobody. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I, apart from uh, that, I'll also throw in the Wildcats moment where uh, uh, I think it was Deathblow saying, don't you hate how Grifter is so good at these things? Because yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I, well, that I was would, our... Huh? Yeah. I would if <laughs> I was on their team. He's, he's I was on any crazy of the teams good. that Grifter has been on. <laughs> how many teams has he been on? Um, Like or really something along those lines he's tied to gen 13 that's where caitlin came from um team seven which is where uh, the majority where it teams okay it's really weird that's where he met um that's where he met zealot and uh um the when he was a part of team seven he had psionic powers and Zealot basically taught him how to how to keep get to get that shit under control and bury it, and he's never had it since then. And um, it's a crazy backstory. They're really good stories for the most part. Not all of them are fantastic, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, if you should check it out one of these days, definitely. All right. Well, that was our favorite moment. Now it's time for your favorite moments. It is the biggest thinker. Oh, that's nasty. Not my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, they who denied it supplied it. Oh no, I've been trying to tell them that they need to fix what they were doing in Wonder Woman for quite some time. And <laughs> I mean, such yeah. a great issue screwed it up on the last page just dumb not impressed yeah I'm, I'm with you there I also made my stink list this week is Wonder Woman again I didn't hate it but it was easily the weakest book of the week yeah easily yeah alright can't argue well, with that, if there's nothing else pressing, I uh, guess that is our show. So remember, you can help support us by going to buymeacoffee.com 
forward slash NAR podcast. Check us out on Twitter at NotArobotComics and Instagram at NAR Comic Books. And subscribe to our Substack for bonus reviews, articles, and more. And as always, there's only one way we say goodbye around here. Until next time, be good to each other. And don't be a robot. This is some bullshit that's going on with Vince McMahon and wrestling, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, There's been no more news recently, but it's fucked. Fucking flat out got Stephanie McMahon winning. Just just says, that's it, I'm out. I'm not doing this shit. How do you... I mean, that's... It's got to be very bad when you consider how much that is that they're walking away from. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that that's that, that blows my mind. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see who's going to walk away. Well, Stephanie did, didn't she? Oh, Stephanie, definitely the first, but <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's part of the deal or if that was something else entirely. Oh, I don't know that it was part of the deal, but I feel like it was a reaction to it. That's for sure. Yeah. How do I... All right. I think it was a good show. I do, too. How in the hell? What? Well, I accidentally hit pop out. Maybe I... Show all controls. fucking crazy I lost the record button and 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 and, and the stop button oh. how the fuck do we, I guess we just both leave and well, it'll go save. away like it's not gonna delete things will it Let me hold on a second. Ah, I'm saving it. What? What am I saving? <laughs> Is it say? What's it say? Saving one video stream? Yeah. Uh, right. WebM file. Okay. Save it. That should have been uploading at the uh, the whole time, so we're good. We can oh, we okay. can hop off now. All is well. Okay. Sounds good.
All right, man. Uh, I will holler wait, do I later. do I need to save this? No, no, you're fine. Oh, okay. All right, sounds good. All right. All right, man. Talk to you later, Rob. Enjoy.